0: back to Up The Villa Podcast. Get involved in the comments section down below on this episode. Subscribe to the channel and drop the video a like. Um, sad news really. Um, John Motson passing. Um, I haven't spoke about him in the recent pods, so um, for me he was just a voice of a childhood um, growing up and it was one of those where you'd put on match of the day or you'd, you'd listen to a football match and he'd just be the voice that you'd be listening to and you just sort of, it, it was so good that every just it just flowed and you, you never noticed a different commentator because he was just that good. It just felt like Motson and the match you were watching was just a complete fit. Um, so it's really, really sad. You know, like I say, as a kid growing up, he was just the person that I'd always listen to as a commentary. So uh, what a legend. The coat was just legendary as well. And, You know, commentators, we we, we speak about players being legends of the game, managers and and everything like that. But, you know, people in the media, you know, he set the tone for a lot of uh, modern-day commentators as well. So, he's going to be a massive, massive loss to football. So, I just thought I'd just come on and say uh, RIP to Motti. So, yeah, sad stuff. But Villa won. Massive, massive weekend for Villa. Absolutely Buzzing about, uh, what we on, 1 minute 37 and I've said buzzing. So, um, yeah, really happy with the win, happy with the performance. More importantly, happy with the way in which we won the game against a team that's a a tough team for us to play against. You know, if you look at the way they set up, it's a five across midfield. There's no space whatsoever, is there so... For Villa to be the side that, you know, are wanting to control possession, that are wanting to have all of the ball, are wanting to dictate play. I think fair play to us to come out of this game with a victory because it was a difficult game. You know, we were bombarded with crosses. McNeil had a real good hustle and tussle with Cash. And fair play to Cash. It was a real sort of like a real battle and, and stuff that you'd see years ago in football, you know, to a winger up against a, a, a full-back and, and it was a real good battle that was. So, you know, we, we, it was a tough test for Villa because they're fighting for their lives down the bottom and, you know, there's no easy game in the Premier League. You know, we, we have expectations of Villa fans that we should be going there and getting the victory, but there's a tale in the game itself of what we have to overcome and, you know, there's so many obstacles isn't there you know we, we're going up against a team that fought for their last day at the bottom a team that haven't lost in the Premier League under Sean Dyche at home uh, they were in decent form we were coming off the back of three losses so we weren't in great form we were having to to find ourselves we wanted to keep a clean sheet having conceded 11 in three games so all these different permutations of one single game you know it's tough and we, we stood up, we put our chests out, we came away with the victory. Fair play to Villa for doing that in those circumstances. So you know hopefully now we can build, we can we can grow. I mean Ashley Priest asked Emory a question after the game saying you gonna have a glass of red And, and Emory's response was this. My family and friends might, but we aren't good at home. And it's now down for me to try and find why we're not good at home and be better against Crystal Palace. And that was his comments after a win. You know, he wasn't sort of saying, yeah, yeah, Sam, I'll have a glass glass of red. I'll enjoy it. I'll do this, I'll do that. Nah, he's fully focused. He's got his laptop out on that team bus going home, figuring out how he's going to beat Crystal Palace. So that's what Emery's doing. So, you know, he's fully, fully invested in this Villa side and, For a manager of his caliber to be like this, it's fantastic. So, absolutely love it, and you know I'm so happy that Emery can get the victory. And and um, yeah, buzzing 31 points, 11th. Hope Spurs do Chelsea, so we can try and catch Chelsea. So yeah, so. Debrief. We go a little bit more in-depth in this episode now. So we'll have a look at the stats. We'll have a look at the positions. We'll have a look at where we are. So get involved in the comments section down below. Drop your thoughts. Get involved. This pod is here for you to get involved. Thank you, everyone, that commented on the match reaction. The comment section just went off. Went off, man. So fair play to you all for getting involved, dropping your thoughts. It's so nice to see, you know, a lot of comments getting likes off other fans as well. So, um well done to you all for getting involved. So um, let's have a look then. Let's, um, let's see us see of the game then. How did it go? One thing looks better, by the way. So Aston Villa's um, possession in the game was 53% to Aston Villa. Uh, we had nine shots, five on target. They had 15 shots, five on target. to um, so the same on target. Um, corners. We we limited them to to only five, which was quite good, I think. Um, So I think that was good. Uh, We both made 12 fouls. They had two yellows. We had one. Big chances. Villa had four. We missed two. Uh, I guess one of those was the Watkins header. We hit the woodwork once. Um, Shots outside the box. Four for Villa and they had 13. Uh, This was the shots with XG by minute. So uh, Villa had a better shot XG of 2.09. They had 1.62. And this was how we lined up. So uh, it's annoying that is injured. Coutinho's out for a month now. So that's frustrating that he was sort of getting back to back to some form, wasn't it, Coutinho? And he's now going to be out for a month. So um, I was a bit wary when I saw the lineup of Ramsey. And Bailey, uh, but I felt like Ramsey ended up having a really good game. McGinn had a brilliant game. Um, Watkins had a good one as well. Uh, the back five was pretty pretty solid as well. So uh, all around the back five was really solid. So like the lineup. Um, so yeah, decent lineup by Villa. And this was our average position. So if you want to see an average position by an Unai Henry formation, that's pretty much what you want to see, really. Um, You can see that you've got your, when the left back goes forward, we've got Matty Cash in his position now, comes and tucks inside, so offers more protection. You've got a double pivot working really well here. You've got Ramsey and McGinn, either side of the double pivot. Bailey coming back to help out a little bit more and the focal point of Ollie Watkins. So that's pretty much how Villa set up on paper. Um, So, Yeah, really pleasing to see. Again, we have to be doggy determined. We have to be in for a battle. So it's nice to see that everybody's compact, everybody's organised. Nice to see Bailey coming out, helping out a little bit as well. So that's what I'd expect it to look like. So fair play. That was better as well. Luca Dean, not in and around this position. So he's not too high up. So he's offering protection for Mings as well. So really, really good. And Villa fans, this is the big one. This is the big one. This is a lot, a lot better. So pleasing to see this graphic looking like this. So um, it shows the average positions of the Villa side. Really good. But the one thing that it shows now is a better passing network. It's better that we now seen these little faint passing lines as well. You don't really necessarily just want to see solid lines. You want to see intricate passes to different players. So this was a lot better. So if any of you are new to this graphic, what is it? It's basically a passing network. So it shows Aston Villa's passing range, style of play and average positions. So the the thicker lines are passes from that player to the player. And then where does he distribute the ball to? The ring shows certain players getting on the ball more and dictating play a little bit more as well. So we do play out from the back. So we are going to start seeing Martinez with really thick lines. So Martinez's passing range is going to Mings and Konza. Mings is knocking it around to Konza. He's also finding his full backs. But what we are seeing is if we went back to, um, I think it was the Man City one where I called us double pivot FC, where it was just going into the double pivot and then there was nothing else. What we now are seeing is it going into a double pivot, but branching out to Ramsey, branching out to Luca Dean, finding Watkins, going out to cash, finding Bailey and McGinn. So it's working in intricate. We've got a little box through here. So, It's a lot better, and it's showing that the range of passing is better, showing that more people are getting on the ball more. Um, So, yeah, really good passing range, really. Again, you want it to be a bit further forward. You'd probably want Louise to be finding, you know, passes in and around this area, but it's a lot better. It's a lot better than what it was three games ago. So, fair play, it's improving, and the passing range is getting a lot better. Uh Villa's uh, danger creation was pretty central, really, uh, through that area. And then it was pretty solid through the back line as well. So, yeah, pretty solid. But this is where I'm guessing second half, we started to get a bit of joy, didn't we, through that area. Uh, the XG on the shot map. So Villa are in light blue. Everton are in um, dark blue. Um, so, you know, the home side... Got a few more shots off, but we did the damage. This is the goal, Villa fans, that I want to talk about because this was brilliant. Now, what we saw in the first half, a majority of the game, was Everton's strength under Sean Dyche. Now, I do want to touch on their setup a little bit as well because they're they're basically setting up so. Solid, aren't they? It's like a bank of four, a bank of five, slash a bit of a striker. And that midfield, Onana, Ghana, and Decore, are just powerhouses, aren't they? They're just there to disrupt, get involved. They're destroyers, aren't they? They've got three destroyers that are so difficult to play through. Um, And their game plan is to... Nick a goal and then just sit on it, I think, and keep it tight and, and, and not be too expansive. They've got a lack of a striker. They're not really trying to play football, are they? You've got Pickford who's just booting it forward. I see what happens. The centre-back's booting it forward. Fair play. The odd crossfield ball to McNeil gets them a bit of joy. But, uh, you know... I think for, if, for Everton they've got to show a bit more. They've got they've got to be a bit more. But then again, when we got the goal, and then when we were they were chasing it, this is where we came into our own, wasn't it? So, you no, know, we'd completely bypassed their whole midfield. Um, McGinn, we had sort of like a three on four, didn't we? So McGinn drove forward. He had a beautiful way of pass to. Um, to Buendia. The, the weight of pass here is just phenomenal. Um, and then this now. I mean, I've watched this goal now. Every time I watch this goal, it just gets better and better and better. He's looking here now, like he's going to shape this. He's going to shape this ball right into this corner there. The shape on that, the way his body now is open. He's got an open body. He completely sells Cody down here. And I mean, look at him. He's got four players in and around him there. He sells Cody, sells Tarkovsky, bullet shot into that area there. This is a brilliant, brilliant goal from Villa because you've got... Bodies in the box. You've got a brilliant touch from Watkins to McGinn. McGinn's drove us forward. A beautiful weighted pass. The, the drop of that shoulder from Buendia. That's a class goal, that is. That is a class, class goal. Um, a really, really well-worked goal. Um, and, yeah, fantastic goal. Martinez's stats were a lot better from last week as well. Martinez had a passing accuracy last week of about 48%. This week it's 73%. So that's a lot better for Martinez playing out from the back. He'll love his clean sheet. Uh, so that was a lot better. Uh, we've got Jacob Ramsey. He had 81%. Um, passing accuracy. His progressive carries were very good in this game as well, so I was pleased that Ramsey's showing more form. John McGinn had a brilliant game as well. He won six of his 10 ground duels in a tough midfield battle. 84% passing accuracy. Key passes won. He had one assist in this game as well, so it was brilliant from John McGinn. Leon Bailey had 24 touches, 63% passing accuracy. One ground duel, one out of seven. No, ground, no aerial duels won. Um, so um, lost possession 10 times. So again, come on, Bailey, man. Show us more consistency, please. I think that's all my slides. So those are all of my slides for this game. So as you can see, a bit of a roundup. Tough, tough battle, tough ass, man. Tough game to go to, tough ground to go to. But we did we did well, you know. We rose up to it. We kept a clean sheet. We've got Palace next, then West Ham. Not sure who we got after that. We got Chelsea after that. I think we've got yeah, might have Chelsea or someone before Chelsea. I think we got four games there, four four, four good games. So um, yeah, so. Just build on it now, build on it. Watkins, I haven't spoke about Watkins, have I? Um, complete striker now. He's really looking like the complete striker. You know, his goal tally for uh, over 100 games for Villa now, he's, he's sort of like mid-30s now, isn't it? So, under Unai Emery, it's just been... Yeah. What, what, what do I think has got better? I think he's got... What I think he's got better at, and this is honestly what I think the difference is, you know how everybody would say about Watkins. You know what? He does all the good stuff right, everything off the ball. And I'll have said this loads of times. Everything off the ball, really, really good. But the finishing lets himself down. And I, I would 100% say I've said that. Uh, and I know a lot of Villa fans have said it. But what I will say now is, when you're watching Watkins, how many times really do you watch him chasing, um, like loads of balls out wide, or his pressing has now got more central, I think, because I think now Emery's refined his pressing game. So I think his pressing game has got better, that he's not pressing stuff out of a certain area, out wide, or he's, he's not chasing random players that are in po- possession of the ball. I think he's got more refined, more central. And I think Emery's worked on where he should be pressing. I think he's worked on closing down avenues better. So instead of just chasing a random player, he's now closing off space better. I think that's what he's doing. Uh, So I think he's closing off space better. He's in better areas. I think his hold-up play has got better. I think he's now starting to get in front of the the defender better. Uh, And I think his first touch is going into space more. So I think he's aware of where the defender is, where the space is. So he's having a look at where he's got to go into I think that's massively improved, and I think he's got. I think he's getting into the right areas, and I think Emery spoke about um, not wasting energy. I think he mentioned that as when he came into Villa that he was too busy wasting energy. That when he gets the chance, he sort of burn out a little bit. Whereas when you've seen him get a chance now, he's got he's got adrenaline. And he's got energy that he just one touch belief bang goal. Uh, so I think that's all of that has combined together to make him this complete striker. Um, so absolutely fantastic. He that he looks a bit balker, bulkier as well. I think he's got a bit more muscle on him. Um, and yeah, it just looks it just looks completely different, doesn't he? You know when you want to when you're watching now and you want him to be in an area, he's there. Um, so loads better. Um, and the, the the belief and the psyche side of things. You know, I was watching him for the penalty, and um, you know when I watch football, I watch like weird things. So when he, when he was stepping up to take the pen, I was watching his face. I was watching his eyes, and I was watching what he was doing, and. He was taking deep breaths. You know, he was calming himself down and he was just getting in that moment and he was really just like breathing and just making sure he was well set for the goal. And for me, it was never in doubt, never in doubt that goal. I just thought, he's burying this. Uh, And he did, you know, he, he, he laced it and it went top of the goal. No, middle, top, great finish. So Watkins for me is our most improved player under Ryan Murray for all those reasons. So um, just thought I'd want to end on Watkins because you know he deserves so much credit to get to get this record of, of five consecutive Premier League goals. You know it it's fantastic. So yeah, really, really good, really, really good, and this is the thing. Right, this is the thing, and I know a lot of us were saying in in January that we needed a striker, but if he ain't better than Watkins, what's the point? What is the point of getting that Dembele to sit on the bench, to take up wages, to just become a waste? So... That's precisely why I didn't want us to sign a striker, because they'd just be sat there, sat there watching. So, yeah, absolutely love it. Watkins' first choice. Uh, brilliant performance. Um, so we are going to do a football phone-in tomorrow. That will be coming tomorrow. Um, so we've got a football phone-in back. Uh, if any of you want to come on the football phone-in, and gonna, gonna we're recording at 5 o'clock tomorrow, So if any of you want to come on the football phone in, drop me a message on Twitter um, and we'll get you on the show. Um, So it's open for anyone. If you want to come on, then you can come on the show um, and we'll be recording at five. So if you're free at five, then you can come on. Um, And then, yeah, up the villa, Up the three points.